Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Keith! Keith! In here, love. Oh, have you heard the news? You'll never guess who's died. I might. You might what? Guess who's died. You won't. Well, you won't know unless you give me a chance to try. Oh, all right then. Madonna. Madonna? Just one minute. Give me another. Uh, that newsreader. Uh, Trevor MacDonald. No. All right, all right. One more. Uh, oh, what's her name? Singing in the rain. Debbie Reynolds. Oh, she's already dead, Keith. I told you you won't get it. All right. Who is it? Arthur Ramsbottom. Arthur Ramsbottom? The postman? What's he doing on the news? I didn't say he was on the news. You did? I meant news about town. Blinking at Gracie. That's a full minute of my life I won't get back. I thought you liked Arthur. Oh, aren't you sad? Aye, well, of course. I was only talking to him yesterday. It's very sad. Mind you, he had a death wish, did Arthur? What do you mean, death wish? I told him, if you're going to go about delivering the post, you'll catch the virus if you're not careful. So I offered him one of my Esteds. Oh, one of your social distancing enforcement devices? Yeah, but he turned it down flat. And I offered him a 10% discount. Oh, Keith, he didn't have a death wish. He probably just knew your ideas are always causing trouble. They are not. And if he'd taken up my idea, he'd still be alive, wouldn't he? He didn't die of Covid, Keith. He had a heart attack. Heart attack? He walked 20 miles a day. Dropped dead in the mayoress's office. What was he doing there? Apparently, he'd had an idea of his own and gone to see the mayoress about it. He thought it would revitalise the Barmydale economy and make every citizen of Barmydale rich overnight. What did the mayoress say? Wake up, Arthur! Wake up! Don't leave us! No, I mean, what did you say about his idea? Oh, she didn't. He dropped dead before he could tell her. So what was the idea? Nobody knows. Not even his wife? No, not even Margaret. Now, the funeral is a week on Wednesday. 
Only 30 people allowed because of COVID, but I'm quite sure Margaret will want us there. Oh, we, we don't have to go, do we? We have to pay our respects, Keith. Besides, it's a legal trip out. I'm not missing out on that. Yeah, well, I suppose we'd better give him a good send-off. Oh, who's that? Oh, you get the door, Keith. My shopping is still in bags all over the hall. Yeah, all right. No, it's you, Dan. Sharon, what do you want? Can we go in, Keith? Well... It is quite important. Oh, all right. We wondered if you'd heard the news about Arthur. Is that it? Oh, he's dead, Keith. Is that you, Sharon? It is. Oh, have you heard the news? I know. We were just chatting about it, weren't we, Dan? Oh, we were. And we got talking about what Keith and Arthur discussed last time they caught up and had a chat. I don't remember. What was it? Oh, we don't know. You don't know? How were you talking about it, then? Well, we were talking about what it might have been. What it might have been? Dear, oh dear. Desperate for conversation, you two, aren't you? Well, I said to Sharon, I wonder if Keith saw Arthur lately, and if so, what they had a chat about. And I said I couldn't imagine what that might have been about, so we thought, we only live across the road, so why don't we just pop over and ask? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I told you, I don't recall too much about it. Nothing memorable, then? No, just idle chit-chat. We didn't mention any schemes, plans, ideas? No. All right, come on, Sharon, let's go. I told you this was a waste of time. Hang on, what's going on? Nothing's going on. Someone's very clearly going on. Come back, the pair of you. We've got things to do, Keith. Gracie, lock the door. Oh, all right. Rumour has it that Arthur had had an idea about how everyone in Barmydale could get rich. Aye, we know. Gracie heard the rumour as well. Well, we heard that you were one of the last people to see Arthur alive and that it's possible he'd mentioned his idea to you before he went to see the mayoress. So you want to know if I got a get-rich-quick scheme off of him? Well, basically, yes. Well, I didn't. Well, that's quite disappointing. I must say, I am surprised at you two. Arthur's still warm and you're more concerned about making yourself a few pounds. Sorry, Gracie. You're right. Arthur deserves a bit more respect than to be the subject of idle gossip. You're right. Mind you, I was shocked to hear what he said to the mayoress just before he died. What was that pet? Apparently, he made a pass at her. He never did. He called her Cupcake. And then he fell to the floor, looked up, said she was hot and dropped dead. Cupcake? Aye. And said she was hot. That's what they're saying. Oh, dear. Margaret must be devastated. Oh, she is. It's all very strange, isn't it? How do you mean? Well, firstly, it's a bit odd that Arthur had an idea that he thought could make everyone in Barmydale rich. Then, when he gets to tell the mayoress about it, he doesn't, but instead calls her a cupcake and says she's hot. Oh, that's men for you. Poor Margaret. All those years, apparently very much in love. And then at the very last moment, he flips and declares interest in another woman. Well, it's men, isn't it? They're disgusting sometimes. Oh, well, I suppose he still deserves a good send-off. Hello, Gracie, love. Thanks for coming. Oh, Margaret, I am sorry for your loss. Thank you, love. He'll miss you, Keith. I'm not sure he's up to missing anyone. Keith! Oh, and I'll miss him and all. He used to love your chats. Always lifted his spirits talking to you, Keith. Oh, that's very nice to hear, Margaret. He'd come home with a bounce in his step saying, I saw Crazy Keith today. Crazy Keith? 
He's full of imagination, is that crazy Keith, he'd say. And he'd laugh and laugh. Right. He especially enjoyed the very last chat he had with you. Cheered him up no end. Nice to know, Margaret. Oh, Sharon. Dan. Thank you for coming. Wild horses couldn't have kept us from being here, could they, Dan? Oh, oh, I, Margaret. Wild horses, pet. He's very touched. Is he? Dan, how are you coping, Margaret? I still can't believe it, Sharon. Do you know the last thing he said to me as he set off to the town hall to see the mayoress? No, pet. By the time I return, Barmydale will be like a mute bird that has found its singing voice again. Do you know what he was going on about, Margaret? No idea. Oh, now, if you'll excuse me, I see the mayoral limousine is arriving. The mayoress is here, then. She had to come, really. What with Arthur dropping dead in her office. Mayoress Palmer, thank you so much for coming. It's my pleasure, Mrs Ramsbottom. The least I could do. This is my assistant, Sandra. Pleased to meet you. Your Worship, I am sorry my Arthur choked his last breath on you. I don't know what you must have thought. Not at all, Mrs Ramsbottom. It could have happened to anyone. And I heard he called you Cupcake and said you were hot. I don't understand it. It's not like him at all. Oh, don't think twice about it, Mrs Ramsbottom. Happens all the time. Now, you'll be aware, Mrs Ramsbottom, that Arthur came to see me about an idea he wanted to share. He didn't tell you what the idea was, did he? No, I'm sorry. He must have told someone. Possibly. He spoke to Keith Meadows not long before he went to see you, but I don't know what they discussed. I see. Anyway, when you go in, take a seat on the second row on the right. Thank you. Keith Meadows. Sandra, make a note. The mayoress is all dolled up, isn't she? Bit much for a funeral, isn't it? How can you represent the town with heels that high? Mayoress isn't the only surprise guest. Look over there. Where am I looking? Front pew on the left. Handcuffed to Sergeant Linklater. <gasps> Branston? Yeah, and his wife. Angie's sitting right next to the sergeant. They must have let Branston out of prison on compassionate grounds to attend the funeral. I didn't know Arthur knew Branston and Angie Edwards. Did Arthur ever mention that to you, Keith? No. But we're sitting at the back, as far away from Branston and Angie as we can get. Yeah, quite right. We don't want them knowing we're here. The police are here. You'll both be quite safe. Safe? No one's safe with Branston around. He's murdered 12 people. And it was only last summer that he shot me in the leg. Yeah, and only at Christmas time that he threatened to kill us both. Aye, let's sit at the back. But we just look quite relaxed at the moment. They seem to be having a nice old natter. Here, swap seats with me, Sergeant. I want to sit next to my wife. <laughs> no, no, Branston. To do that, I'd have to switch the cuffs till you have a wrist, and I'm not risking you being uncuffed for a second. Oh, come on. I want to sit next to her, hold her hand. It's not much to ask, is it? No. I won't do nothing. It's not happening, Branston. <sighs> oh, you'll have to hold her hand for me, then. You what? Go on. I don't want to hold his hand, Percy. Go on, Angie. I'm not holding some copper sweaty paw. Think of it as my sweaty paw. You don't know what it's like being banged up inside with all those men all the time. I just want to feel close to you, Ange. Oh, all right. Give us your hand, Sergeant. 
Oh, well, how, how, how do you like it? What, fingers linked or, or just palms together? Fingers linked. Look, palms only. We ain't swinging. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. It's quite nice, actually, Sergeant. <laughs> Oi, don't look at each other. Look at me. Not you, Sergeant. Uh-oh. Don't blink so much, Angie. You're ruining the moment. Blimey, Percy. You ain't half in a stinker today. I'm grieving, ain't I? You know I ain't deaf. Unless I'm responsible for it, of course. All right, you two. Settle down now. They're bringing in the coffin. Family, friends and members of the Barbadale Constabulary, we are gathered here to mourn the passing of Arthur Ramsbottom. But also to celebrate his life. Thomas. My apologies, excuse me. What is it, Mildred? Is this really necessary? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but my wife informs me that we've exceeded the 30 persons COVID limit. I'm afraid that one of us will have to go. Any volunteers? I'll go. Oh, Brian, not you. Arthur will be so disappointed if you aren't here. It should be me. No, Susan, please. You and Arthur go way back. I don't mind. To be honest, I think I've left the gas on. I should go. I feel an imposter being here anyway. I had a terrible row with Arthur last Tuesday about my coupons arriving late. I've no right to be here. Alice, no, he loved you. Always spoke highly of you and Geoffrey. I'm going. I can't bear it anyway. You're all only here for one thing. The whole service is a sham. I'm going, and that's that. Right, well, now we're down to the legally permitted 30 people. Let's enjoy a piece of music that was one of Arthur's favourites and was a special song for Arthur and Margaret while they were courting. It'll be performed by Arthur's cousin Alice Farthing and her accompanying 10-piece brass band. with a hammer, that one. She doesn't seem to care. Any excuse to murder another classic, she jumps at it. You'd have thought the fella playing the triangle could have been the one who volunteered to leave. Look at him. He's not doing anything, just staring wistfully at the ceiling. I've never been so close to a mayoress before. She's quite glamorous, isn't she? Aye. Somewhat of a knockout up close. I'm not surprised Arthur called a cupcake. I know. Pop might be pushing it, but each to their own. Be quiet, you two. Show some respect. People are staring. Aye, the triangle player, because he's got nothing better to do. Shush. Nothing ventured. Nothing gained. So I say with no restraint. Be mine. Will be mine. Dear, Thank you for that beautiful rendition. And now his brother Charles will read a tribute to Arthur. Tom. Thomas. What is it now, Mildred? There's nobody. Oh, for heaven's sake. Uh, 
Charles won't be reading the tribute because he's the one who left. Thankfully, I have a copy. Is there anyone who would care to step in? I'll do it. Anyone else? I'll do it. Anyone at all? I said, I'll do it. Oh, well, thank you, Branston. Uncuff me. No, no, I can't do that, Branston. I'm not reading a eulogy with a copper attached to my wrist. What sort of send-off would that be? It's against regulations, Branston. Right. You'll have to turn the pages for me, then. Come on. Oh. Let go of his hand, Angie. <coughs> Arthur was a kindly man. A jolly soul with a spring in his step and a smile on his lips. Gleefully spreading merriment and mirth to the residents of Barmydale for nothing more than their delect... What's that say? Delectation. Delectation? This is flowery rubbish. Right. Arthur and I were close. Proper close. I used to write messages for people and he used to deliver them for me. By hand. Come rain or shine. Now that is loyalty. Now some of you lot could learn a thing or two from him. He was a postman. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like it. He was a postman to me. He delivered everything I wrote and never asked for anything in return. I gather from the fact that we exceeded the limit here today that I wasn't the only person to hold Arthur in high regard. But let's face it, Charles was right. We're all here for the same reason. Arthur had a secret for getting rich, and we all want to know what it was. Am I right? Oh, come on, be honest. It's why we're all here. You don't think the mayoress actually gives a damn about anyone who drops dead in her office, do you? You can't say that. Oh, yes, I can. Now sit down. I reckon that as Arthur's nearest and dearest, someone in this room knows more about Arthur's secret idea than they're letting on. They want to keep the idea for themselves instead of sharing it with the old town. So come on, whoever you are, speak up now or forever hold your peace. Uh, that's actually a line we say at a marriage ceremony. Not that's a- it, Reverend. Come on, if you know Arthur's secret, speak up. I heard that Keith had an hour-long chat with Arthur just before he went to see the mayoress. So, Keith, what did Arthur tell you? Nothing. Ah, think you can pull the wool over the eyes of the old town, do you? No, he didn't tell me his idea. Oh, of course he did. Arthur could never keep his trap shut. That's it. Nobody's leaving here until Keith tells us what Arthur told him. You can't do that, Branston. I thought I told you to sit down, Your Worship. Actually, Branston... I'm in charge in this town. I don't think so, Cupcake. You're getting confused. Yeah. (gasps) He's got a gun. Here, where'd you get that from, Branston? I lifted it out of your pocket when you were holding hands with my wife, you muppet. I thought you wanted to get close to me, Percy. Don't be daft, Angie. Always thinking, and I. Now, settle down, everyone. Come on, Keith. Get talking. Just spit it out, Keith. Can't you see how serious this is? Yeah, come on. We'll be here all day otherwise, and I'm having kittens with worry about my gas. I assure you that Arthur didn't mention anything to me about any plan to help Barmydale get rich or any get-rich-quick schemes. What were you talking about, then? You know, the, the general state of the world. The delay to Alice's hip operation, that sort of thing. You expect me to believe you were chatting for an hour about Alice's hip operation? It's been quite a saga, hasn't it, love? Ooh, it has. 
And I'm no closer to getting a date. All right, all right, shut up! Someone in this room knows something. A clue, at the very least. And we're not leaving until they spill the beans. Uh, actually, I do have another funeral at one thirty, so everyone will have to leave by then. You'll have more than one funeral on your calendar if you don't shut it, Reverend. Uh, yes, uh, sorry, Bradston. Now, I want everyone to think hard about every conversation you've had with Arthur in the last few weeks. To help you, we're going to get into groups. This is a little exercise the Reverend did with some of us in the Nick recently. Do you remember, Reverend? It was very good, actually. Very cathartic. Yes, yes, the boys seem to like it. It's very gratifying. So, come on in, into four groups. The band can stay as a group, and then the rest of us can split into three. Come on! Don't just sit there with people you came with. Get to know someone new. Is he having his workshop Arthur's idea? No, it's completely mental. I quite like workshops, though. They can be fun. Not at a funeral, though. Hey, love. Are you sure you don't know the information he wants? I told you, I don't know what Arthur's idea was. Right. We'll make it a competition. The team that provides the least information has to sacrifice one member. That's how a workshop goes, isn't it, Reverend? Broadly speaking, personally, I put a little less emphasis on sacrificing a member of the losing team, so you might want to rethink that. No. I see. Well, your show, Branston. But the other thing I'd suggest is to nominate a team captain. It just helps with the general organisation of the discussion. Right. I'm going to nominate team captains. Team A, my beautiful wife, Angie. Thank you, darling. Team B. That'll be me, the natural choice. Uh, old your horses. Uh, uh, what's your name? Sandra. You're Madame Mayoress's assistant, aren't you? I am. Right, Sandra, you're in charge of Team B, and that means you can boss the Mayoress around for once. Enjoy it. Oh, thank you. Team C. Oh, you lot have got last place written all over you. So it's only fitting that your captain is Keith. Get to work. This is brilliant, Keith. Now what are we going to do? Don't blame me for this, Dan. Branston's a maniac. You don't think he'd really sacrifice one of us if we came last, do you? Yes, I do. So get your brains in gear. May I interject a comment? Of course you can, Mildred. I say we come at this from a different angle. Agreed, Mildred. We should put our collective energy into working out how to escape this church and get help. I don't like saying it, but Keith's right. And under the circumstances, that's not a bad idea. Right. Let's explore our escape options. Number one, as soon as Branston's back is turned, Dan makes a break for the door. Well, why me? Branston will kill me if he catches me. I can't do it with my leg. Oh, what's wrong with it now? He put a bullet in it last September, didn't he? Anyway, he won't spot you if you're quick. If Dan did get away, he'd probably kill someone else to teach us a lesson. Oh, well, that is a possibility. Right, team. I suggest you get thinking. My husband is quite comfortable killing when he thinks it's justified. So, did anyone actually know Arthur? Or are you all here just hoping to get rich? Well, I was married to Arthur. But after what I heard he'd said to the mayoress, I can't be sure that I knew him at all. I'm sorry. Oh, Margaret, love. What he said won't have meant anything. You know what men are like. 
I just wish I knew what attracted him to her. What was it? Her prestige? The blonde highlights? Whatever it was, it must have been powerful because just getting nearer killed him stone dead. You can't think this way, Margaret. You'll torture yourself. You have to take comfort in the thought that he could have dropped dead at any moment. He'd had years to drop dead in front of me and he never even got close. He's with her for two minutes and it's cupcake this, hot that, and then boom, an explosion inside his heart. He wouldn't take his socks off in bed for me. Can we get back to the point, Margaret? Did your husband have an history of coming up with ideas? No. That's why I was so surprised when he came rushing home to tell me he'd had an idea that could change Barmydale forever. He never had an original thought his whole life. He hadn't changed his postal route for 35 years. But one day an idea strikes him. I say we focus on what made that day different. Well, he died. He'd never done that before. No, earlier in the day, Margaret. You mean apart from an hour-long chat with Keith Meadows? Mm. Right, Team B. I can't say I'm impressed with progress so far, and some of you, mentioning no names, your worship, are being quite disruptive. I'm not being disruptive, Sandra. I just expressed my views about how I thought we might best move forward. Seeking to undermine your team captain definitely falls into the category of disruptive. Don't forget, Sandra, nine o'clock tomorrow morning and the shoe will be back on the other foot. Aye, but it's not on that foot now. And if you keep causing trouble, we'll have a group vote on whether I tell the trainer on you. The trainer? You mean Branston? I do. He's not a trainer, Sandra. He's a homicidal maniac who's holding us all here under threat of death. You do grasp that, don't you? All those in favour? Honestly, Sandra, I should never have done your mother the favour of hiring you. She's your mother and all. Hello? Hello? What's taking so long, Sergeant? Why haven't you got Branston back to Barmydale Prison? Ah, well, we, we've got a slight problem, this thing, Chief. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he's holding the Maldus hostage until someone figures out what the idea was that Arthur took to the mayoress. Uh, you, you don't have a clue, do you, Chief? No, I don't, Sergeant. Are you telling me Branson is holding the mayoress hostage? Uh, yeah. Ah, this is a disaster. And he's got 28 others. If you include me. Why wouldn't I include you? Well, it's difficult to work out, Chief. You see, I've still got him cuffed to my wrist. He's cuffed to you? And he's still taking the entire chapel hostage? Yeah. What? So, so he's standing next to you right now? Yeah. He, he, well, he's looking at me quite funny, actually, Chief. <sighs> Honestly, Linklater, you are a... Just keep him calm. You burk, Linklater. You've done it now. Have I? I've got a good mind to blow your head off. <laughs> good luck with that. The gun isn't loaded. Now who's the burk? So you just let me hold all these people hostage with an empty barrel? Yeah. Yeah, kept them alive though, didn't he? It won't keep you alive. One wrong move and I'll finish you off with my bare hands. Uh. Right, you lot. Time to bring your discussions to a close. 
Settle down, everyone. Settle down. It's time to feed back to the whole group. Team A, what you got? Well, one of our team members says she was actually married to Arthur. And in her opinion, he could never have come up with an idea. He hadn't had one of them for decades. Well, is that it? That's solid information, that is. Blimey, Angie. Right, Team B. We wasted most of our time discussing team protocols, thanks to Miss Bossy Britches here. Honestly, Sandra, you're out of control. Power corrupts all right. Oh, there's the pot calling the kettle. Anyway, despite you-know-who, we did come up with one theory. What's that? Ask Keith again. We've already asked him and he knows nothing. So he says. Right. Team C, Captain. What do you say? I've told you people before, I don't know what his idea was. We had a chat, that's all. An all-encompassing conversation. And an idea I had, actually. But it wasn't his. What was your idea, Keith? Well, I had been thinking that I'd like to come up with a new product to sell. After the huge success of my Estad. Anyway, I thought, what does everyone say about a product that sells really well? Any ideas, anyone? They say it's selling like hotcakes, don't they? So if that's the case, I figured why not just sell hotcakes? Hotcakes? Oh, yeah. You get it, don't you? They could be cupcakes, I suppose. Well, you can put that twist on it if you want, I suppose. Cupcakes that are hot? Aye. Is anyone else thinking what I'm thinking? What? In your own time, Keith. He stole my idea. That little git. You blew me that, Keith. Why didn't you tell us before? We said he told you. He didn't tell me, did he? I told him. No one asked me what I'd said to him. You're telling me I've taken you lot hostage over hot cupcakes? Looks like it, Branston. Oh, bang goes any hope I had a parole. I won't forget this, Keith. Mark my words. So, Arthur was just trying to say hot cupcakes? It seems so, Margaret. He wasn't in love with the mayoress. No, pet. He was just trying to sell one of Keith's daft ideas. Oh, it's such a relief. It must be. I'm so pleased for you. I feel I can say goodbye to him now. Uh, shall we get on with the service, Reverend? Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, uh, just let me consult my order of service. Ah, ah, yes. Now it's time for a poem read by Arthur's wife, Margaret. Time will not dim the face I love, the voice I heard each day, the many things you did for me in your own special way. All my life I'll miss you as the years come and go. But in my heart, I'll keep you, because I love you so. Right, Bradston. Let everyone go, and then come out with your hands up. And want to blink like his hands up as well, apparently. Idiot. Cup of Yorkshire tea, anyone? Oh, I won't say no to that. Oh, well, we gave him a good send-off in the end. Aye, we did. Shame it took two and a half hours. The measure of the man, Gracie Love. I'll help you in the kitchen. Well, you really did have an idea to sell hotcakes. It's the way to go, Dan. Nothing's going to sell more like hotcakes 
than hotcakes. I don't like saying it, but it's not a bad idea. Arthur knew a good idea when he heard one. Aye, he did. Whiskey dent? Aye, just the one. To Arthur. Aye, to Arthur. Barmy Dale star Juliet Howland as Gracie Camilla Simpson as Sharon Stuart Wilderman as Dan Martin Skellen as Keith Jeffrey Holland as Reverend Wilkins Vicky Michelle as Angie Edwards Sally Burnett as Margaret Ramsbottom Will Chitty as Branson Elizabeth Barr as the Mayoress Carl Harmon as Sergeant Linklater Mike Fenton Stevens as the Police Chief Kate Skellen as Alice Farthing Abby Norman as Sandra Judy Buxton as Mildred Mark Anwar as Brian Caroline Wildey as Susan and Nick Lumley as Charles Script editor Sarah Shelton Audio editor Matt Winch Music by Judy Freighter and this episode included a unique version of Euro by Peter Skellen and um, his family. And the show was written by Martin Skellen for Barmy Productions. And if you enjoy Barmydale, you can support the show at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Barmydale. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.